Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between politics and the automobile retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode is brought to you by AIDA affinity partner, Moss Adams, a fully integrated professional services firm dedicated to assisting clients with growing, managing, and protecting its prosperity. Moss Adams, Opportunity Rising. On today's episode, we're discussing tax reform. Following the passage of tax reform legislation late last year, there's a lot for dealers to know about the issue, especially as they prepare for the end of the year and the next tax season. Here to give us an overview of what dealers should be planning and preparing for in the midst of so many changes to the tax code is Sarah McKnight of AIADA Affinity Partner, Moss Adams. Sarah has been in public accounting since 2005, and her experience includes tax planning and operational consulting. She specializes in tax consulting and compliance services for auto dealers and their families, and she regularly trains Moss Adams professionals regarding specialized tax issues for dealership operations and real estate entities. Welcome, Sarah. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you do at Moss Adams? Let's see. Um, I've been in public accounting for about 13 years. I've spent that entire time at Moss Adams working with dealers. I guess I fell in love with the industry early on. Um, My entire practice is focused on the dealer industry, and I work anywhere from single-point dealers all the way to private equity. Cool. So it sounds like you work a lot with auto dealers. Um, You kind of touched on it, but what do you like most about your job? I'd have to say there's a couple things. Uh, First of all, I really enjoy working with the team here at Moss Adams. I get to work with energetic, passionate, really smart people every day, which is a lot of fun and keeps my energy level up. And then I just really love consulting with my clients and helping them with their challenges and finding solutions. Cool. Well, yeah, you know, having worked with dealers over here, they're a great group of people to work with. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about that fun topic known as tax reform. Um, the tax landscape did change considerably with the passage of tax reform legislation at the end of 2017. Can you start today by highlighting a few of the key ways this legislation is impacting auto dealers this year? Well, I'd like to say it's all good news, but unfortunately, as usual with the tax law, it's kind of complicated mm-hmm. and depends on a lot of factors. Um, in general, a few of the positive points are the uh, 20% flow-through deduction for pass-through entities, uh, the increase in the Section 179 limits to write-off fixed assets, the elimination of phase-out on itemized deductions, and the carve-out for flooring interest under the interest limitation rules. On the other hand, one of the trade-offs is the limitation of the Schedule A deductions on, you know, state income tax and real estate taxes to $10,000. You know, that phase-out really has the potential to offset a lot of the benefits that that I mentioned a minute ago. Um, Now, bonus depreciation, I would say, is both a positive and a trade-off. You know, the carve-out for floor plan um, interest under the interest limitation rules uh, limits a dealer's ability to take bonus depreciation. Uh, The industry traded that off. However, that's limited to just the dealership entity, not the real estate entity. So there's still a lot of opportunity if, you know, for remodels and things like that paid for in the real estate entity. Mm -hmm. And bonus depreciation might not limit all dealers in what they can write off because of 179. However, dealers with really large loaner fleets are likely going to be phased out of Section 179. Um, Of the issues you mentioned, um, is there any that's more prominent than others that are impacting dealers? 
Um, I think the bonus depreciation is going to be a big factor for dealers because they're going to have to plan where they buy their assets and just really balance what their what their purchases are for the year and come up with the best best method for themselves. In terms of planning for the future, I know that the estate tax is always high on the radar of many dealers. Can you go over what changes were made to the estate tax in the new tax law? Sure. Um, the lifetime exemption was increased from about $5.5 million per person to $10 million per person, which is a great, um, great increase. However, it's set to sunset in December of 2025 and go back to that $5.5 million. But we've seen that get extended in the past, so it's not a definite answer that it'll be sunset in December of 2025. Um, you can use that exemption now to gift part of your estate. However, if you don't use the full $10 million and it does sunset, then you've kind of lost the opportunity to use that. Okay. And then, of course, these are just the federal rules. Still, you'll have to consider your state rules as well when, when planning. Okay. Do you suggest with the changes that dealers do anything different than they were doing before this tax law was passed? Um, I think it, it really depends on the size of their estate, but I think there's opportunity to, to definitely save some estate tax with this new law. Moving to a different topic I hear dealers talk about quite a bit was the floor plan interest deduction topic. Um, what changes were made to this part of the tax law? So under the new tax law, there is a provision that limits the deductibility of interest expense, and that is a limit of 30% of your adjusted taxable income. Currently, for the next couple of years, taxable income adds back your interest, your taxes, your depreciation, and amortization. Um, however, under the new law, there's a specific provision that excludes floor plan from this. And again, this is the provision that we traded bonus depreciation for. Mm -hmm. um, in 2022, the adjusted taxable income no longer adds back depreciation or amortization. So it's going to be a lot harder to, lim you know, to reach that 30% limitation. Um, and with the threat of rising interest rates, the industry really felt it was a good trade-off um, to have this carve-out instead of bonus depreciation. Okay. So from a planning perspective, it's, I'll ask you the same question I asked you on the estate tax issue. Is there anything different dealers should be doing this year? Um, again, I think it's just, you know, figuring out if they can't use bonus depreciation, just where they're paying for, you know, some of those remodels to their real estate entities, maybe paying for those again in their, in their real estate as opposed to in the actual dealership itself. So far, we've talked a lot about the business aspect of the tax bill, but I'm just curious, are there any portions that impact dealers on an individual basis that they should be thinking about? Um, yes. So earlier I mentioned the, um, you know, phase out limitations for uh, Schedule A deductions. And a lot of dealers have been phased out of, of their Schedule A deductions. And so that's not, that's not there anymore. However, if you're in a state with state income taxes, you're limited to that deduction of about $10,000. So that's going to be, you know, a big planning issue because that deduction is no longer there. For our next question, in recent weeks, the IRS has issued its guidance for the legislation passed by Congress last year. Is there any other guidance that we're waiting for as we head toward the end of the year? Well, there's Moss Adams and others in the industry have been working to prepare comments to the IRS asking for mm -hmm. some additional guidance on certain areas affecting dealers. And um, a few of those highlights would be um, relief on the 20% flow-through deduction when tw the 20% flow-through deduction is limited to certain attributes of your business, wages being one of those. 
So in instances where a dealership might sell the assets of the business early in the tax year and not have a full year of wages to take full advantage of that 20% deduction, we're just asking for some relief for those so those certain situations. Um, mm-hmm. There's also some, you know, we're, we're also looking for some clarity on how a management company is treated for the flow-through deduction, because that's still a little bit unclear. Um, and then most importantly, back to that bonus depreciation issue, uh, we believe there's some amb- ambiguity in the law that says if a dealer doesn't use the carve-out for flooring interest under the interest limitation deduction, that they could still potentially lose bonus depreciation. And again, for those dealers with really large loaner fleets, that would be a huge win. So we're just asking that the IRS clarify that that's the case, that it's an either-or and not just an absolutely no bonus depreciation if you have flooring. So what's your final message to dealers on the guidance issue, Sarah? So the guidance from the IRS could potentially be a long way out. You know, there's a lot of things that the the IRS is currently working on guidance for. Um, So going into this next tax season, it's going to be a little bit uncertain, and certain positions are just going to have to be made um, in the hopes that – that some of this guidance will come out. And so just make sure that you're consulting with your advisors and, and figuring out what what level of risk you're willing to take. So That covers the guidance part of the issues. Um, and I, you might have touched on this in a previous answer that you gave me, but what should dealers be noting about the pass-through deduction guidance, which came out in August? So the biggest news that came out of that legislation is the ability to aggregate like kind of businesses. And so I touched on it that the 20% deduction is limited to certain attributes of your businesses, wages being that, and then the value of your of your tangible assets is the other piece of that. And a lot of dealers might see in their real estate entities that they would get limited on the 20% deduction because they don't have the right attributes to take the full amount. But what this guidance said is you can now aggregate both the real estate entity and the dealership under certain rules and and share those attributes and get more of that deduction. So really what you should be doing is looking at your related entities and seeing what the best aggregation is to get the best answer. And this is a one-time election on your tax return. And so it's really important to be consulting with your advisors to figure out what the best answer is for your situation. Okay. So <laughs> it's clear right now the dealers have a lot of um, a lot of changes and a lot of planning to do, and they should be definitely talking to their accountants and tax advisors about this. Absolutely. Finally, um, what should dealers be thinking about as they plan for the next tax year? I know we're kind of rounding the corner on 2018 and thinking ahead. So what should they be thinking about? You know, I think the most important thing to think about is not letting this new tax law kind of change everything that you're doing. Um, We all really like to save taxes now, but we also have seen a lot of changes in the tax law over the last couple of years. We could see a lot of changes to this, you know, current tax law over the next couple of years. And so what we really want to do is think about the long-term picture of your your dealership and your plan and your transition plan, and just make sure that we're not making any decisions based on this law that's going to change the long-term outlook or the long-term benefits of your current structure. Okay. So in other words, don't be too impulsive when you're planning right now. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sarah, for that helpful information. And that wraps up this episode of Beltway Talk. 
If you want to know more about the tax reform topic and how it impacts you and your dealership, check out AIADA's upcoming webinar on November 13th, which will feature a look at tax regulations published in 2018 and actions you can take before the end of the year to position yourself for savings. Learn more and register at AIADA.org. Thanks for listening in and join us again next time for Beltway Talk.